Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hello. How you doing, Bruce? Good. How are you? I'm fine. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, Let me uh, add, uh, ask you something. On Tuesday, since most people will not be working, we shouldn't have a lot of traffic. So can I pick you guys up at 5, and then we won't stay for the whole thing uh, downtown. Uh, We'll stay unless you want to. But uh, I'll pick you guys up at 5 o'clock. We should get there, hang out about an hour and a half, and then leave. Yeah, I still have to confirm with Carrie that she's in. Okay. Well, that's fine. It doesn't matter either way. And I'll All text right. you when I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'll plan on being at, at – do uh, you want me to come to the side or the front door? Yeah, around the back. Okay. So I will – What – uh, uh, just like a sports jacket and something? Yep, that's fine. Okay. And, uh, it's very informal, just hanging out, talking to all the gridiron legends. All right. So I wanted to ask you, since they've they've asked me to uh, to uh, uh, do an interview with you that will run on six ten, and I wanted to ask you about uh, gridiron legends. It's gridiron legends of Texas. It's players. It's coaches. It's NFL players and coaches. It's college, high school. Uh, when you think about being among that group, um, what does it mean to you? Well, um, you know, I've been blessed with being recognized with a lot of awards after I've played. And um, it's really kind of getting to know about what these organizations are all about and really who it encompasses. But, you know, it's something that I'm very proud of to be recognized, especially here in my hometown in Houston. And um, I love it. You ever get, you ever get tired of winning awards? Um, No, it's pretty cool. The the longer I've retired, the better I get. My dad used to tell me that all the time. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a great one. Uh, yeah. You'll you'll be surprised, I think, when you get there about all of the people who who are in the gridiron legends. And uh, every time I go and I see people show up, and I'm like, wow, that's before my time in there. But uh, uh, it is it is very very impressive. Uh, Wade, we put in Wade Phillips, I think, last year, the year before. Mike Singletary, 
Uh, it's been a great group of NFL, but also a lot of great high school coaches from here. And uh, I can't even remember uh, you and Berman. Uh, you guys will uh, be going in together. Let me ask you something about Berman, and this is all to be on the radio. They'll probably edit it out. But uh, when you think about Mark Berman, who covered you every year that you were here from 83 till you guys moved to Nashville. What do you think about Berman as a reporter? Uh, the biggest thing, I, I thought he was fair. And um, I never worried that something that I might have said or some kind of quote or whatever would have been taken out of context. And he was always fair. And, um, you know, I liked that about him because a lot of guys have an agenda and um, that wasn't the case at all with Mark. And I've always enjoyed uh, speaking with him when he's interviewed me and stuff. So, yeah, he's definitely worthy of uh, Houston gridiron legend. Um, when you when you're around other players and coaches who have uh... – who are uh, also St. Gridiron legends and they're another Halls of Fame and everything. Do you, how do you, when you see other people who are winning awards, had great careers as players and coaches, do you like meeting them? I do. I, um, I remember going back to uh, college at USC. I was invited with Marcus Allen to go to the Heisman uh, Awards dinner and it was the coolest thing to meet the previous winners of the Heisman, and I can't I can't tell you how many times I reflect on that and go, yeah, I met that guy back at uh, back in the day, you know, when I and for me it was a great thrill. I've always been a fan before I was a player, and I've always looked at playing, or I'm sorry, meeting these guys as a great privilege. And um, I love the history of the game. I love, even when I played, uh, I would always read up on other teams and their history. And um, it was just something I enjoyed about the game, just being a fan of the game other than, other than just being a player. I know the Falcons are your favorite team. That's you right. played for the Oilers and the Titans. Did you, Watch the Texans' victory over the Titans and see the Columbia Blue. I did see the uh, the uniforms. I was very glad the <laughs> the Texans came back and won it. You know, I'm a big uh, gosh, can't remember his name from uh, U of H, the quarterback. Oh, Case Keenum. I'm big, huge Case Keenum fan. Love that guy, and, uh, you know, I've been fairly outspoken on what I think the – where I think the old Oilers uh, uniforms should go. It should be in Houston, you know. I think uh, when Munch was the head coach of the Titans, he did a great – incorporate the Oiler history up in Nashville – and it was great for people who played in Houston. They appreciated it. But, uh, you know, it, it's a different franchise up there. And I understand all the uh, 
licensing and all that type of stuff. But, I mean, shoot, the Oilers' uniforms should be worn in Houston, and I don't think I'll ever get over that. Did it bring back a lot of memories uh, seeing the Der- oil derrick at midfield, Oilers in the end zone in the Columbia Blue that you oh my gosh. for 14 years? Yeah, the uh, especially the helmets. I thought they really kind of struck a note with me. In fact, um, when they did the uh, the old timers day for the uh, for the Oilers, they were playing the Falcons. So my son Jake, yeah. ironically, was playing in the game, and they're wearing the Oilers uniform. And the first time I looked at it, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, wow. And, uh, yeah, they did a really good job on, um, you know, matching it up. But still, I, I feel very strongly about somehow work it out so the, the Texans can wear it. Because there's a lot of people down here that would really appreciate seeing that and cheering that on and wearing those uh, throwback jerseys. Let me ask you one more thing. The Texans were predicted to be the second-worst team in the NFL in D'Amico's first season, and now they're eight and six, tied for first place with three games left. What do you think about what you've seen and know about the Texans this season and their the remarkable transformation? Well, the quarterback's the real deal. Um, the thing about him is, you know, when you got one of those guys, and you you know also when you don't have one of those guys, but. Uh, you know, I only had the opportunity to be affiliated with the Texans for one year when D'Amico was playing, but I, I was really impressed with the type player he was, and I'm not surprised at all that they're having the kind of success that they're having. He's just that quality of an individual, and it's exciting for Houston. So I thought of one more. Are you are you excited? Speaking of excited, are you excited to be inducted into the uh, Gridiron Legends? You'll be introduced uh, with the current class at uh, before the game and have all the others there behind you. Yeah, like I said, I I enjoy the fandom part of it, the going and just meeting those guys and um, really just the history of the game. And I love it. I love the history, especially uh, when it's wrapped around a bowl game and stuff. And you start talking about some of those names that you've heard of growing up. I mean, I, I love those uh, 30 for 30 type things that they do on ESPN. They just did one on Archie Manning. And I wasn't planning on watching it, but I sat there for an hour and a half and it just some of the best TV I'd watched in a while. Tell you another one. If you got Netflix or Amazon, there's a documentary on Barry Sanders. They did a couple of weeks ago. I watched it last night. It's really good too. Oh, really? All right, yeah. I'm a yeah. big Barry Sanders guy too. It's called Bye. It's called Bye Bye Barry. Um, okay, thank you very much. I'll text you above when I'm leaving here and plan to be at your house at five o'clock. And if Barry can come, great. Tell her it's nothing formal. She'll have fun just BSing with people and meeting people, and uh, it'll it'll be easy for you. Okay. All right, John. Thanks, Bye. Bruce. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.